Welcome in. It's another edition of the Doug Russell Podcast. Glad to have you along. There is reason to celebrate, not just in the Deer District last night, but there is reason to celebrate if you are a Milwaukee Bucks fan. All right, no Giannis Adetokounmpo. The injury looked terrible on Tuesday night. Of course, the news that then subsequently came out on Wednesday, no structural damage. What will that mean for the rest of the series against the Hawks? I don't know. Will it mean if the Bucks are able to get to the NBA Finals, will he be able to play against the Phoenix Suns? I don't know. But what I do know is that the Bucks beat the Hawks in Game 5 at Pfizer Forum last night, as I tape this, on Thursday night. Maybe you're listening to this on Friday, or maybe you're listening to this on Saturday. Don't know. Doesn't matter, because the Bucks came away with a win they needed to have. They had to have Chris Middleton step up. They had to have Drew Holiday step up. They had to have Brooke Lopez step up, and all of those guys did. After the game was over, Armin Sarian and I had a chance to talk all about it on uh, 97.3, the game on the Palermo's postgame show, and I'm just going to give you that show right here on the Doug Russell Podcast. As you maybe heard it, maybe didn't hear it, in case you missed it, here it is right after the ball game on 97.3, the game. Middleton on the drive. Bucks have led by as many as 20. Holloway gets inside, kicks it out. Tucker for three. Yes! P.K. Tucker from downtown, from his favorite spot, one of the corners. Dorn distributing the basketball. Carter. Tucker rebound. Holloway met by Okongwu. Fires one. Welcome to the Palermo's Post Game Show. Hit us with your Game 2 gut reactions now at 1-414-799-1973. Now here's Doug Russell and Armin Saryan. The party is forthgoing in the Deer District. The Milwaukee Bucks are one win away from the NBA Finals. I just got goosebumps when he said that, Doug. I know. I mean, they're all over me right this now. This is, I mean, no Giannis. It wasn't always easy. Atlanta was without Trey Young. So everybody was shorthanded. Both teams were without their best player. So I get it. But the Bucks came out with a purpose. They came out early. They imposed their will. And there were some ebbs and flows along the way. But that's what a basketball game more often than not is. You're not always going to have the blowout like you had for the Bucks in Game 2, for example. Uh, this was a game that Milwaukee obviously needed to have. But I think that once the opening tip happened, Armin, what I saw was a team that knew that their best player was out. His return is indefinite, but this was also a team that was buoyed by the fact that there was no structural damage, and they know that at the very least, Giannis is going to be at least pretty close to 100% when next season rolls around, if not before. If he is able to play, whether it's in Game 6 or 7 in this series, or if the Bucks are fortunate enough to win one of the next two, on into the NBA Finals against the Phoenix Suns. And I don't think you can underestimate that fact either, Doug, that the fact that, that getting that news yesterday is probably a spirit lifter. For it was them. for all of us. For, for all of us, and it's got to be for the team as well. So they, that's their, you know, after the devastation of uh, what day, Tuesday night, you know, you get that yeah. you get that little piece of good news the next day, and then you rally around and say, look at each other and say, guys, we can win a game. We've got good players in this locker room. We can come up with a plan with our with us without Giannis. You know, we're not gonna have Giannis. We can come out with a plan to and and execute it, and we believe that they and they had to believe they could do it, and they obviously did. And it started with that energy and that passion right away mm-hmm. in that first quarter to saying, Okay, we're gonna protect our home court. We're gonna come out and throw the first punch. That was huge. That was not only that, okay, they throw the first punch. Atlanta comes back a little bit, you sustained. And you're able to sustain and keep it consistent throughout 48 minutes. That was huge, too. Because, you know, you figure you and you hope you can get that first punch, that big surge of energy. Great first quarter was there. The question was, could they sustain through the rest of the game? And they never let up, executing for 48 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. And, again, this was a team that uh, got out to that incredible 36-22 to start. And then uh, Atlanta, they, they cut it to uh, a 65-56 deficit for the Hawks by halftime, but the Bucks never really folded up. 
Uh, Atlanta made a nice little run, and they've got good players, too. There's a reason beyond just Trey Young that the Atlanta Hawks are in the Eastern Conference Finals as well. This is a quality team, and they're coached really well. Absolutely. So credit to both teams out there tonight, but Brooke Lopez with 33 points. Chris Middleton needed to have another good shooting night. He scored 26. Drew Holiday has had his struggles in this year's playoffs. He came out with 25. Bobby Portis, the guy starting for Giannis, 22 points as well. And when they needed a stop on defense, they got it. We're taking your phone calls. We're taking your texts. The PellaWI.com talk and text line is open to you at 414-799-1973. Here on the Palermo's postgame show, I'm Doug Russell, Armin Sarian, alongside as well. Again, the score, 123-112, the final from Pfizer Forum. Let's go to Travis in Greenfield. Travis, you're our leadoff hitter tonight on the Palermo's postgame show. Hey, how are you doing, guys? I'm I'm doing better than I was about two and a half hours ago, my man. (laughs) I think everybody is. Hey, I just wanted to bring up one thing. Armin, for one thing, I texted you a couple days ago. I said if, if Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton can have a good game together, this is very winnable. Yes, I remember. One thing. One thing I want to bring up, too, is, like, the offensive running with Brooke Lopez down low instead of him sitting down in the corner. Imagine this offense with Giannis playing the role of Brooke Lopez. I think they're a lot – they spread it out more. They're a lot more energetic. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want Giannis in there. But I think you see what this team can do as a whole, you know, and it was it was awesome to see. I love seeing everybody getting involved. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean, look, it's like Atlanta with Trey, without Trey Young, I should say, in Game 4. I mean, sometimes when you take that key cog out, and it's a, a little bit of a surprise to everyone, there are other guys that step up their game, and certainly we saw that in the last game that was in Atlanta. Um, I think it comes down to execution, if I'm being honest with you, Travis. I think that you look at Brooke Lopez, a lot of high-percentage shots. He ironically missed both of his three-pointers, but he was 14 of 18 from the field. A lot of in-the-paint, high-percentage shots. Bobby Portis shot the ball fairly well tonight. 9 of 20 from the field, 1 of 3 from the arc. Chris Middleton made half of his shots, 10 of 20 from the field, and he only shot six three-pointers. They weren't necessarily falling, but he did make two of them. Talked about Drew Holiday as well. Three big three-pointers for him. Huge just came down to execution and I can't that's why this is one of the reasons that I really hate making predictions is because you can't predict execution you can predict how good one team is on paper versus another team on paper but you can't predict how guys are going to react and tonight the Bucks, what they did without their best player on the floor one of the elite players in the National Basketball Association they dug deep into their guts and they knew that look if we lose this game we have to go back to Atlanta and their place is going to be jacked uh, coming up on what uh, Sunday night it's Sunday night yeah you know, you're right, Doug. In a lot of ways, it was a battle of the of, of heart. It was it was a battle of pride. This team knew they were better than what they played, especially in Game Four. And I think specifically, Brooke Lopez knew he was a much better player. Now, you put a guy like Giannis goes out, one of the best players in the world. A guy like Giannis goes out, it adjusts everybody's game plan, everyone's strategy. I think you have to give Bud a lot of credit. He's much maligned amongst these parts. We know that about Bucks fans, but you have to give Bud a lot of credit for coming up with a game plan, putting his guys that he had in positions to succeed, Brooke Lopez especially playing down low. We know this guy has that ability to do that. He was, He's the... You know, he was an all-star post player before mm-hmm. he ever became a three-point shooter. And tonight he went, the, the Bucks went there, they established that offense. And like you said, Doug, they executed, which is in the end the most important part. Everyone contributed. We know, I mean, Bobby Portis might be the player of the game. What a performance by, by him. Uh, Middleton did what he had to do, hitting shots. Drew Holiday stepped up, doing what he had to do. It was a consistent performance. I thought Pat Connaughton was pretty good off the bench, three for seven. Um, you know, Brent Forbes still trying to find his way, but guys... Guys played their roles and and they were starring in their roles tonight. And it shows you you don't you, you obviously want a guy like Giannis in your team at all times. If you don't have him, it doesn't mean you're dead out of the water. Hawks respond without Trey Young in Game Four. Bucks respond without Giannis in Game Five. And the Bucks knew, Doug, I think that they had to hold home home court tonight. They had to hold serve at home court. There's no question. They had to get that done. Now they have a chance to steal one in Game Six. But at the very worst, you have Game Seven at home, which is. A lot more than you can have hoped for after the moment Giannis went down uh, on Tuesday night. I I don't know what the exact statistic is. I probably should. But Ted mentioned it earlier today on the crossover that if there's a pivotal Game 5, so it's tied 2-2 and it's a seven-game series, the team that wins Game 5 wins the series about 90% of the time. Yeah. Uh, So 
Knock on wood. Right. (laughs) That gives me hope, but what gives me trepidation isn't necessarily Giannis's injury. The Bucs have shown that they can play without Giannis Adetokounmpo. Even if Trey Young is able to play Sunday night in Game 6, he's not going to be 100%. He's going to be a diminished asset for the Hawks. Still a great player. Don't want to take anything away from him. What gives me trepidation, though, about the Bucks is sometimes they just come out flat, and you, you can't afford to come out flat. Yeah. We saw that tonight with Atlanta. Atlanta sure. came out flat, and they could just never recover. Same thing happened to the Bucks on Tuesday night. Uh, they started to make a little bit of a run in the third quarter. Giannis was making high-percentage shots before his injury. But because the Bucks, in my opinion, got down so far, so fast, and just came out without any energy and weren't executing, when Giannis did go down, it was just that sucker punch that, all right, well, this isn't going to win. And they, they just weren't competitive from then on out. And that, that's what you need to see from the opening jump, which is what we saw tonight. Now, if the Bucks aren't able to win game six, if... Uh, Bogdanovich and Young, they go off and have big games, and the Bucks can't respond to it. Like you said, Armin, at least Game 7 is back home in Milwaukee where the Bucks obviously play much better. Bit, and you don't basketball. necessarily want the team to have that mindset. You know that you, you, I think you want to close it you in want six. To close in six. Absolutely. And, and what you just said is, is true, Doug, because for some reason, I know Ted talks about this a lot, it seems like this team needs to be slapped around a little bit before they play well. They have to have their backs to the wall. Yeah. We saw it last night. and uh, I'm sorry, We've we, seen we saw it throughout it the playoffs. And and it just seems that maybe if they can find a way to push to Game Six, come out with that desperate, alert, intense energy right away, maybe they can uh, make a move. We Budenholzer's at the podium now. Do you want to go? Yeah, uh, let's go let's talk, let's uh, hear from Mike Budenholzer. Knowing that Giannis is usually Giannis is on, on the floor tonight, was it important for him to have that sort of offensive presence in the paint? Yeah, no, I think there was you know. Great opportunity for him to, you know, I think just get the ball a little bit more, try and use him a little bit more. Um, and he came through big time. Um, you know, there's a couple, um, you know, where he just, you know, he made plays, but he, he did it. He did it in a lot of different ways. He did it in pick and roll. He did it on the offensive glass, um, you know, got to the free throw line. Uh, just an overall, you know, really, really impressive effort. Um, he's such a, such a great teammate. He always wants to be there. He wants to deliver for his team. And, you know, he stepped up big tonight. Is that one of those where when you don't have one of the best at the rim scorers in basketball that your other that the other seven footer has just more space, more chances to get to good looking spots for him? You know what I mean? Where yeah. he doesn't kind of have to move around as much? Uh, you know, I, I think it's just. You know, we had to figure out a way to just to you know um, give ourselves a chance and. Brooke, uh, Brooke into the pain. Brooke scoring there was was good. He's done it, um, you know, really his whole career. So, and you know, just credit to him. I thought Bobby was great. You know, both those guys played well together. Um, you know, Chris and Drew, um, I think set the table the way they came out to start the first quarter. Um, it's just you know, um, we got to get ready to do it again now. I think at halftime, Drew had assisted on five of the seven buckets that Brooke had. It felt like it was a real priority every time he got into the lane that Brooke just ran straight to the front of the room. What do you think of their connection tonight and that Drew's addressing them off the dribble? Yeah, you know, both both were good. Um, you know, I think Drew's just, you know, he's a great point guard. Um, you know, I think seeing and understanding and, and getting Brooke, uh, you know, more involved, getting Bobby more involved, but at the same time himself being aggressive. I, I thought he set the tone with, you know, his baskets early and his aggressiveness. And, you know, we got to be ready to, to have that same kind of edge and same mentality um, going into the next game. I think to start the fourth quarter, Chris had the ball in his hands on something like six possessions. It's a couple assists, a couple buckets. Just what do you think of his job to kind of close the door? Yeah, no, I think we gave Drew a, a break there to start the, the fourth quarter and, so, you know, Chris and, and, you know, Brooke and maybe Bobby a little bit, and, you know, just uh, playing two-man game. Um, you know, I thought that this, the start of the quarter to be able to give Brooke or uh, give Drew a little bit of a break, um, you know, Chris was able to kind of handle that, that sort of responsibility. Obviously, that was a big starting lineup that you guys had out there tonight. What do you think of the guys' ability to obviously understand that they're supposed to be big and then go out and play in that way? Yeah, no, they're smart players. You know, it's a credit to those guys um, to figure it out. And, you know, I think it gives us, you know, a physicality, a defensive, um, you know, just an ability hopefully to 
to guard them. You know, both teams scored at a high rate, scored a lot of points. Um, you know, so hopefully we can we can get better defensively and, and still, uh, you know, play and score, um, you know, when we need to or at a high rate uh, offensively. Um, if you had to put your finger on it, why do you think Milwaukee fans go absolutely insane for, for Portis the way they do? This plays with great passion. You know, I think his passion is infectious. Um, his teammates love him. You know, the fans love him. Um, you know, he just he he brings that passion for the for the game for life. He's fun to be around. Uh, I think you know the crowd can feel that. His teammates can feel that. Coaches can feel it. Um, he works. He's a worker too. Um, you know, so I think it's a little bit of everything. But passion to me is is the thing he brings to the to the game. And the other question I had was. Um whether it was before the start of this series, once you knew you were going to play the Hawks or at any point during the series, does it ever cross your mind that there was a brief moment where you thought Bogdanovich would be on your side? No. Following up on on Joe's first question, I I know there's a joy in just winning at this point, right? But for a player like Bobby, watching him do it and the loudness and that infectious word that you use, is there a Enjoy watching him enjoy doing this. I mean, you know, uh, just when guys work hard, um, you know, you like for them to be rewarded. Um, he's he's prepared. He wants to, you know, just like Brooke, they want to be there for their team, um, and that kind of selflessness. And when you see it manifest itself on the court, but you know, we got to bottle all that up and, and you know get ready um, to go on the road and, and play. Um, you know, find a way to handle that, and uh, you know, Bobby, the whole group, um, we gotta we gotta be ready to go. You all dug yourselves a pretty deep hole in games three and four really early. This game, you're up 20 like that. How were you able to kind of turn things around and how you prioritize getting up to a faster start after what happened the last couple of games? Yeah, I mean, Drew and Chris, you know, came out and I think put their, kind of put their stamp on the game um, early. I just like their aggressiveness early. I like, you know, we were able to get some stops. Um but you, you can't just push a button or say a magic word or something like that. Um, you know, we got a good group. They're good players. Um, they played well tonight. And, um, you know, they understand what we got to do going forward. Our last one in the room, uh, Jeff Gilbert. Mike, you said it's difficult to keep Giannis away from the gym, his teammates. Uh, I know you're coaching tonight, but what did you notice about his involvement uh, with his teammates and maybe even the coaching staff tonight? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, several times just noticing that, you know, the communication, the trying to find a way to help the team any way he can, you know, even when, um, you know, he's not able to dress and play. And I just, I saw a guy that was, you know, locked in and trying to, to talk to his teammates and be there with them. And, um, and that's what we need from everybody. Two on Zoom to Eric. Benny Goodwill. Hey, Coach, uh, Bobby didn't play in three of the games in the last series, the last three against Brooklyn. What does it say about him, about his readiness, that he's been able to produce so much and he stays so focused even while he has so much inactive time? Yeah, it's a great credit to him. Um, the maturity, um, you know, just and there's a mental toughness that when, you know, you're not getting to play and you want to be out there, you want to help your team to stay ready to understand every series is a little bit different. Um, you know, his energy and him, you know, whether he's playing or in the game, not playing or he's in the game, he's, he's still got, you know, great energy and um, he's there for us. All right, that's it. Thanks, bud. All right, there you go. Mike Budenholzer, Bucks head coach after tonight's ball game, after tonight's win in game five of the Eastern Conference Finals, 123-112 over the Atlanta Hawks. I'm Doug Russell, Armin Sarian, alongside here on 97.3 The Game. It's the Palermo's post-game show. The PellaWI.com talk and text line is open to you. We've got some texts rolling in at 414-799-1973. Again, 414-799-1973. We'd also love to talk to you as well, like David in Pewaukee. He's joining us here on the Palermo's post-game show. David, appreciate the time. How are you doing tonight? I'm awesome, man. And thanks for uh, the opportunity. I... Uh I got a few comments. I'll bunch them together. I was at the the home games for the Brooklyn series, and it drove me nuts that Bobby Portis wasn't out in the game. Yeah, you and me both. Um, I I love his energy. I don't understand Coach Bud. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> the one thing I noticed about the start of today's game, 
we passed the ball like crazy in the first quarter. Yep. And when we pass the ball, we're so effective. And I don't understand how Bud lets his team go away from that later in the game. And when Giannis comes back, if he comes back, um, I, I feel like what the big man downstairs did, Lopez, it's something he could do in every game. And we don't go through Lopez in the post, and it sort of drives me nuts. You know, we got Giannis against one or two or three or four guys, and even in the second half, sometimes it's Middleton against two or three guys just dribbling, and we stop passing. So those are my comments. I think when we pass, tonight to me was like, this is the best version of us, and if we can incorporate this version of us when Giannis comes back, we're unstoppable. But if we go back to the, you know, um, one-off stuff, it, it, I don't, I don't think we can beat Phoenix. Yeah, isolation I'm is. About what happened tonight? Isolation basketball is boring basketball, and it's usually ineffective too. Thanks for the call, David. I think he brings up some excellent points, Armin. Uh, Bobby Portis should have been utilized more in the Brooklyn series. I think we all think that. Yes, but it is hard to say that when they won the series. I don't know exactly how the matchup would have worked. They must Maybe it have, wouldn't have been that close. They must have analytics on match. You get my point, though? Yeah. I, don't get me wrong. I was puzzled he wasn't, and I think Bobby's a great player and helps te- the team win. So, yeah, he probably should have been, but it's something I don't I don't dwell on anymore. because they, But it was. it is a question. Maybe we'll learn one day if Bud writes a book or something, why he didn't put him in. But it is weird. But, yeah, that was a good, that was a good point by David, yeah. Yeah, and the other thing is about ball movement. I mean, that's how successful teams win. Sure. And when you play isolation basketball, like I said, it's I don't I don't mind if boring basketball wins. The Wisconsin Badgers won playing boring basketball for a couple of decades under Bo Ryan. I was fine with that. I don't care how you win, just as long as you win. But this team isn't very good at playing isolation basketball. Um, and when you can incorporate all of the weapons that they have, even without Giannis on the floor and do it effectively. Again, it does come down to execution, and that's why I'll, why I'll give Brooke Lopez so much credit for being so effective yeah. in the paint tonight. But, you know, Clint Capella is still a really good underneath presence. Absolutely. Leading rebounder in the NBA. Abs- absolutely. You saw what he did in game yeah. in game one. And, and uh, John Collins pretty damn good rebounder as well. And these are two guys that the Bucks have to account for, and you're not always going to get those matchups. Like, I would say... I, I don't want to go keep going back to the Brooklyn series. Okay. That was one of the things that drove me nuts about the Nets series as well, because the Bucks had a distinct and consistent size advantage that they yes. weren't using. That's yeah, absolutely true. Brooklyn. Yeah, absolutely true. Yeah, and that, that that can be frustrating. I I know it's hard because I know we watch the game and we see they're passing now. Why don't they just always do that? I guarantee that they don't go up to the bench and the coaching staff said, stop moving the ball. I guarantee, you know, we know that that doesn't happen. It's just sometimes either the other team is forcing you or you get out of that game for some reason or another. And, and whatever it is about the human instinct, the human condition, these teams play better at home. The Bucks offense look better at home. Hawks offense look better at home. So the hope is they can carry that now into game six. You know, obviously it's easy to fall into the trap. while this team was moving about like they're obviously better with Giannis. It seems not better without Giannis, but but they did move the ball better when they were forced to do that. It's like the old Brett Favre thing when when Sterling Sharp uh, retired. retired with injury. Yeah. He has forced him to start looking for everybody, and and who knows? Here's but, Robert Brooks and uh, you know yeah. Antonio Freeman, and all of a sudden he's got all of these different guys right. instead of just number eighty four. But there's no doubt about it. When that ball sticks, they're they're not as good a team. And when they try and play ISO, unless Chris Middleton goes off, it's just not there. You got to, yes, when they keep the ball moving, they were consistently good on offense tonight, earning good shots. And, and it was nice to see that. And you kind of alluded to what Ted Davis talks about a lot. And for whatever reason, this team plays better when their backs are against the wall. Yeah, exactly. When they're, when they're forced to execute, this team has been pretty damn good at executing. Uh, keep your calls and your texts coming. Again, the PellaWI.com talk and text line is open to you. 414-799-1973. Our postgame show is sponsored by Palermo's. When you want pizza, you want Palermo's. Made right here in Wisconsin for over 55 years. Palermo's delicious brands of frozen pizza include Primo Thin, Palermo's Neighborhood Pizzeria, Connie's, Urban Pie, and Screaming Sic- uh, Sicilian. I crushed a Zabruski earlier today. Oh, so good. That's so good. We, so good. We had the Rising Crust breakfast pizza today. So good. It was like 
It was like utopia in my mouth. It was pure pandemonium. <laughs> it was like pizza nirvana. It's like a party in your mouth and everybody's invited. Oh, my gosh. Palermo's, Wisconsin's hometown pizza, available at your local grocery stores, including Pick and Save, Syndix, Festival Foods, Piggly Wiggly, and Woodman's. I'm Doug Russell with Armin Sarian. You're listening to the Palermo's postgame show, a victorious postgame show, 123-112. The Bucks win game number five over the Atlanta Hawks. We're back in a flash on 97.3 The Game. Who was the heart and soul of tonight's Bucks Game 5 win? 123-112, the final score. We're talking about it here on the Palermo's post-game show. I'm Doug Russell, Armin Sarian, alongside here on 97.3 The Game. The PellaWI.com talk and text line is open to you at 414-799-1973. Again, 414-799-1973. A couple of texts rolling in. Kurt in Minneapolis. Uh, has a couple of texts. Uh, he said, so I was ready to rip butt if they lost tonight. How much credit does he get for tonight? Uh, some. I well, mean, I think he had them ready, which is important. And you have to you have to consider the fact that they had to strategize without Giannis out, yeah. and they did it to the tune of 122 points. That's pretty good, 123 points. You know, he, he recognized his strengths, and he put his – Empowered and entrusted his guys to execute, and they did. I think he deserves some credit. Yeah, I, I would yeah. agree. I, and certainly, I think coaches probably, on the whole, this is not speaking just about Bud, and it's not speaking just to this series as well. I think on a whole, coaches get probably too much credit and too much blame. At the end of the day, it comes down to execution. It comes down to Brooke Lopez making 14 of his 18 shots. Uh, the Bucks weren't very good from beyond the three-point line again tonight. Actually, Atlanta was much better. Atlanta made 15 of 38 for almost 40% from beyond the arc. The Bucks just 9 of 29 for 31%. Which so. is, you know, it's a double-edged sword, right? On one hand, you're frustrated the Bucks still aren't shooting great from three, although 31 was better than the 20s they've been <laughs> yes. shooting. Yeah, it ha- yeah, But it we're is. still kind of waiting for the, you know, the games that they've had in the regular season where they were the top three or best yeah, three-point yeah. shooting teams. But on the other hand, you know, you won a game, I don't want to say handily, but they were in control throughout um, when the Atlanta Hawks shot, shot 40% from three. And I'm telling you, Atlanta makes so many tough shots. It's incredible. And I'm, it's not normal, man. The Bucks had good defense on a lot of those threes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bogdan had seven threes tonight, and he shot 16 of them. But, I mean, incredible shot making. I'll take seven of 16 for Middleton any day. I mean, or I, any oh, of them. Are you kidding me? Oh, that'd be or fantastic. Drew or anybody. I mean, he was great. Like, look, the fact of the matter is the Bucks had to do well to weather the storm because uh, Atlanta was shooting well from beyond the arc, making a lot of tough shots. That's just not normal. I mean, I, I I like to think I watch a lot of games. I watch league pass. There's a lot that incredible shooting by Atlanta. And the Bucks were still able to control. So I think that was impressive. The Bucks never let uh, the Hawks get too close. They were able to maintain and execute on both ends, mm-hmm. and that was an impressive impressive win tonight. Uh, again, well, look. I mean, if you just look mm-hmm. at it score by period, I mean, they each split. I mean, they each won two quarters. So yeah. this was never a game that got out of hand for the Hawks. I thought that they came out a little bit flat. And I made the comment earlier tonight on Twitter that this is the most baffling series of basketball that I can recall. And oh, I've yeah. seen a lot of I've seen a lot of basketball over the years because I'm old. Uh but I don't ever remember seeing two teams that in different parts of the same series, both look so incredible and unstoppable incre- yeah. and just so god-awful the next night. It's amazing because they're both Jekyll and Hyde's. Yeah. You know, you could say it's a tale of two teams. Two, it's a tale of four teams. Mm-hmm. It's a tale of the good bucks, the bad bucks, the good <laughs> hawks. And, the, and it, right. that's what makes, I guess, and that's what makes sports so remarkable. And you remarked on it earlier, Doug, that it, it's a human game and you never know how these guys are going to come out and react. That's what's great about sports. You, we can plug every stat we can into a computer, but you never know how guys are going to come out and play. The Bucks looked unstoppable in Game Two. The, the 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 Bucks looked completely beatable in Games Four and for the first three quarters in Game Three. But you know that's just the way it is, mm-hmm. and it's it's incredible. You're right, Doug. How different how different every game is. That's why I see it on, on the text we got on the Pell.com talking text line four one four seven nine nine one ninety seven three. 
Heskey says, beautiful team win. It's also frustrating because why the blank have they not been playing like this all series? It's just easier said than done. I know that's a that's a cop out answer, but you know you you can't all that's sports. Sometimes you can execute your stuff, come out and have your night and play well, and everyone's playing well, and sometimes you're not. Yeah, and and you just hope that it shows up on the most important day. So the Bucks needed to show up one more time in this series. Uh, let's see, Andy Andy in Belgium writes uh, two texts back to back. Armin is a dork. Bucks and six. I love it. And he also writes, "It's cool. I'm a dork too. Bucks and six. Hell yes. <laughs> you better believe it, Andy. My guy. I like that. Oh, as I'm well. a big dork. Are you kidding me? I'll take that. Look, I was almost I was jumping on uh, Doug at the end, hugging him like, "What a win." <laughs> Doug's like, "All right, Armin. All right." What, what's it like in the Deer District right now? I mean, I've oh, been man. kind of sequestered to this room throughout the entire postseason. Yeah. What What are they What are they going through right now? I know it's not Game 7, and if there's a Game oh. 7 in this series and there's a Game 7 win, it's everybody's going to call in sick the next day, oh my just goodness. as long as you listen to the game. Uh, That's gonna, we're gonna, I'm going to need a—it's going to be a three-hour heart attack. Give me a body bag for that one. But, yes, you're right. It'll be nuts down there. And, and, and don't forget, and I think that a lot of Bucks fans kind of maybe—I wouldn't say forgot. I mean, I think everybody realized, but it, it was such a high after the Nets— series win it's like no, no no you're you're only halfway there you've won eight sure sure absolutely you gotta win 16 it just felt you know how it's because you know it feels so different because of the way the team you beat and the way you beat them but you're right it's like geez we're only still at the halfway pole like you know what i mean <laughs> and it, it's a grind it is an absolute grind and the bucks have taken the long difficult road thus far you know they haven't reached their destination yet but they're you know one step closer now so yeah, you're right though. That that that's the uh the funny part. Four one four seven nine nine one ninety seven three. Loving some of the text here on the Pellwcom talking text line, Doug. Mequan Marie says Giannis needs to keep coaching on the sideline. I like that. I like that. Kurt in Minneapolis writes, uh he, this is a second uh, t- uh text that he writes in almost a tweet. You can always tweet us, by the way, as well. Uh, you can just find me on Twitter at Doug Russell, just very simply. Uh and uh I think Armin is at Armin.sarian. Um this is Kurt in Minneapolis. He texts in, and I can't wait for Park's infamous hot take tomorrow on Stephen A. Brooke Lopez is clearly the Batman to Giannis's Robin, just like Middleton was on Monday. Dear Jesus, don't let Pat C. lead the team in scoring on Saturday. I can only take so many non-Giannis Batmen in one week. What a clown. Thank you, Kurt in Minneapolis. Uh, let's see. Ben in Plymouth writes in. Let's have a damn post-game show. Lopez gets it done for Granny Coon. Hawks, Buckham, Antler up, Bucks and six. Love it. I'll take that as well. There you go. Fantastic. Um, let's see. Lon writes, let's not forget Lopez. He totally turned it around. Yeah. He had a huge game. He was and, huge. And, and as we talk about the Jekyll and Hyde Bucks here, it's like Jekyll and Hyde Lopez. Lopez was amazing in game two, amazing tonight, and he's been bad in some other games. Well, you can say that about a lot of the guys on this team. You can, say that, about, you can say that about Holiday. Holiday's really struggled this postseason even, by and large. Even, even Middleton, I mean, he had some fantastic games. It's mm-hmm. carried the Bucks, and he's had some subpar games too. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's sort of the amazing part about it. But when they needed him the most, Brooke came out and had a huge game. And I like the fact that they've realized as a team that for whatever reason— their three-point shots aren't necessarily falling in this postseason. And when they didn't start to fall again tonight, they decided that they weren't going to live and die at the perimeter. And they, they didn't. They pulled it inside. Chris Middleton uh, was 2 of 6. Brooke Lopez 0 of 2 from beyond the arc. Brooke Lopez only took, I mean, Lopez led the team with 33 points. He led all scores with 33 points tonight. Oh, what a he, game for him, yeah. Uh, he was incredible. But he was incredible underneath. He is and and has been the last, I mean, Splash Mountain, right? Yeah. He's a guy who, over the last several years in his career, even before he got to Milwaukee, was someone who stretched the defense and developed an outside, uh, an outside shot to become that inside-outside presence. But when it wasn't falling for him, he decided that he was going to be a force underneath. A three-point shot is great. And, yes, it's – I'm terrible at math. What is it, 33% more than two points? But – Two points is still, I mean, that's still significant. You just have to get something when you go down the floor and try to get a few more stops than the other team. And that's, at its base core, that's the game of and, basketball. And for me, it's about quality of shots. The Bucks were creating yes. quality attempts in the first quarter and mostly throughout you know, the rest of the way. If it's a three, fine. If it's a two, fine. But it's got to be a quality shot. If it, it, That's the most important thing. I have no problem with an open three. The Bucks have created a lot of those threes. They sometimes just haven't knocked them down. I Bryn Forbes one for three. I'm still waiting for Bryn Forbes one of these I days know. when we need it the most to catch fire. Sort of like that Mike Miller five for five game in game seven for the Heat. I just when, when you need it the most. But 
Um, we'll, we'll see. It still hasn't been his amazing game, like the game two against the Heat. But uh, how about uh, Drew Holiday with 13 assists? How about Chris Middleton, Doug? 13 rebounds. Yeah, it's great. That was huge because one of the big things you miss without, without Giannis, obviously, you know, defense and what he can do from uh, scoring the basketball standpoint, you miss those rebounds. You miss 12.3 a game. Giannis is such a great rebounder, and, you know, you need someone to step up in that place. You had P.J. Tucker with 11 mm-hmm. rebounds. You had Chris Middleton with 11 boards. Um, you know, huge. Even in Portis, Lopez, they did their thing. So that was a big factor, I think, as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, lucky 13 for both Chris and Drew in the rebounds and assists category. It, it, it was so significant. I mean, the Bucks out-rebounded the Hawks tonight by seven rebounds, 47 to 40. That, that's significant when you can get seven yeah. more attempts and seven less opportunities uh, for the other team. Uh, let's go to Aaron in Hortonville. He writes, that's the Brooks we need, or Brook we need. That's the Brook we love. Throw in BP and a solid effort by Drew and Chris. That equals a win, Aaron in Hortonville. Let's step to the, uh, Bobby Portis just uh, stepped to the podium about uh, 30 seconds ago. Let's go to him. Let's uh, hear from Bobby. It's Blue Collar City, and I'm a Blue Collar player. Um, whether I'm making shots, um, whether they're going in or not, um, I still give my all to the team, get 100% uh, for, the, for the name in the front of the jersey. And uh, they love players like that. And, uh, you know, it's just fun, man, uh, to go out there and play this game and, you know, have the home court advantage as well and just to get them involved just so we can, you know, have that home court advantage. I know you've said on a number of occasions that you had other offers, more lucrative offers. You, yeah. wanted, to, you wanted to play off stage. Just what's it been like to this playoff atmosphere? Great, man. Uh, coming here was one of the best decisions for my career long, you know. Uh, you know, I started off my, my career kind of shaky, uh, up and down, a lot of highs, I mean, a lot of lows as well. And, um, you know, when you first come into the NBA, you don't really understand the journey. You know, you just, um, you know, come from college. I'm my best player on my team, um, player of the year, you know, All-American, All-American in high school. So when I first got to the league, I wasn't playing a, a lot, uh, didn't really understand, uh, was – you know, kind of lost in the shuffle a little bit. If I fall my way in, played some, went through a lot of uh, altercations and things like that. But, you know, it's the journey is, is what makes it sweet, man, in the NBA. Um, you know, you really can't, you know, put a put a tab on that. Um, coming here, man, was the best decision, like I said, of my career. Having good veterans like, uh, you know, Giannis and Brooke to coach me up on, you know, how to be, you know, um, a two-way player on the defensive end and things like that. And guys like Chris and Drew that's unselfish that can put the ball in the hole but still trust me to shoot my shots. And, and having coaches like Coach Bud and, you know, Coach Ham and all the coaches staff that just believe in me. I mean, I got somebody on eBay right now that's selling a 1984 Topps John Elway 8.5. Bobby, um, when, I, when I watch you play, it feels like joy. Like, that's, like, the word that yeah. I just look what, what does it feel like? Um, finally found peace, man. Uh, I'm at peace with myself. I'm at peace with my life and peace with everything going on around me. Uh, was always just trying to find it again. Really couldn't find it. But having great teammates and great coaches. And, uh, you know, the pandemic, like I said, it really helped me find out more about myself more than anything. Um, being at home for nine, ten months straight. Um, watching guys on TV play in the bubble, not being able to go there really hurt. Uh, being at home, my mom was actually fun though as well. You had to spend time with her. But knowing I love the game, had to sit out a lot and just wait my time. Um, but I got a chance to really work on my game a lot. So that kind of helped me prepare for the moment. But at the same time, it still hurt. I, you're someone that obviously plays very aggressive on the glass, getting to do everything in the paint. What do you think of Drew's start and then just Brooks seemingly Man. being all? You see that dunk Brooke had? That was crazy. Like, we was talking about it. That was, I don't know, man. That was, that was, he dunked it so hard. Like, that was crazy, too. Like, I, I didn't think he had a chance of even catching that. But I think guys don't even understand how athletic Brooke is to do the things he does. Um, he's a great basketball player. But that dunk right there, that was, I was at the top of the key, and I saw him count. I'm like, man, ain't no way he catch Man, that's out of bounds. And he dunked it. I'm like, yeah, that's, that, was, that was a special moment. Got the crowd really, really hyped, too. And from there, it was, was our game. Well, um, I mean, series was tied. It's 3-2 game away. I know you're trying to stay in the moment, but how important, I mean, it goes without saying, but how important was it 
to, to not just bounce back. I mean, we had, I mean, to be at home, you got to take her home. Um, you have to take her the home court advantage, man. It's, I think the pressure is more on the home team to win, man. You know, they lose. Road team come in, if they lose, they're like, okay, cool, we can go home and try to win at home again. But I think uh, we had to win the game, and knowing that the situation we was in, um, one of the best players in the world went down on our team. So um, other guys had to step up, and guys stepped up and played the role to the team. And uh, it was fun, man, playing in that game tonight. And the crowd was involved from the start. Um, got the chance to go out there and play basketball that we love, and it was able to blast. Bobby, you've talked about taking advantage of any and every opportunity you've been given, but starting in the Eastern Conference Finals, when Giannis is out, what did that mean to you, and what were you kind of telling yourself in terms of? I was just trying to stay locked in. Um, like I said, coming here uh, was a good decision for me. Uh, when you're on a losing team, like I said, man, you kind of take the moment for granted. You're just out there playing and trying to get stats or whatever. But when I came here, guys was locked in. Chris always on me about boxing out and rebounding and things like that. Coach Bud always on about the low man. Giannis always about me about shooting the shots, stop pump faking. So um, guys really trusting and um, having guys like that, um, it just makes it much funner to play the game. Um, knowing that, you know, Giannis went down and, you know, we had to step up and, you know, I think that's that's what makes the game that much better. I mean, you have to stay locked in and stay in the moment and be ready. Um, you know, I didn't play the last couple of games in the Brooklyn series, but I, I didn't pout. I just, just kept working and knew my time was going to come. And um, I always just believe in, you know, when you do the things the right way, you do right, um, it always come back around. Um, the cream always rises to the top. I just try to stay in the moment and be a team guy. So and I give it all the credit to my teammates and the coaches for, for just trusting me. Yeah, and then we'll go to Bobby, I know you've started games before, but this is your first playoff start. Um, how did you get the news? When did Bud tell you, and what was your reaction? Um, I worked out yesterday in the gym, and they was kind of hitting around to it, but I didn't really think I was going to start. And then I um, came to the shoot-around this morning, and we did our little film. The coach said, are you going to start? And told the line, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I just... I'm ready then. I go out there and start. And uh, it was it was fun though, man. But still, still got one more game. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a big time believer in on um, twelve o'clock rule. When twelve o'clock comes, then it's on to the next one. So let's enjoy the twelve. Mark Schwartz. Hey, Bobby. You talked about uh, Brooke being more athletic than people realize, and the dunk that he had. Uh, how would you? describe kind of what got into him tonight. I mean, we're so used to watching him camp behind I mean, Brooke the free beast, man. Brooke beast. Um, you know, the games that Giannis did sit out this year, I mean, Brooke, he went crazy in all those games that we played. He had monster numbers in those games. So, uh, you know, you know, we are know we are know what we're going to get out of Brooke. Uh, he protects the rim, plays hard. He's a team guy. Um, you know, he's, he's fun to play with, man. He's um, a joy to, you know, be on, to be uh, alongside. So uh, what got into him was just him being himself, knowing that the situation that we were in and he wasn't going to let the team down. All right, thanks, Bobby. Appreciate it. All right, there you go. Bobby Portis after the ball game. He scored 22 points tonight, 9 of 20 from the field. Also pulled down eight big rebounds for the Bucks in their Game 5, 123-112 win over the Atlanta Hawks. It's the Palermo's postgame show. I'm Doug Russell with Armin Sarian. You can hit us both up on Twitter. I'm at Doug Russell. Armin is at Armin Sarian. It's funny how that works. How about that, huh? I, I, we squatted on our names. I know we did. Of course, uh, mine wasn't as up for demand as probably, uh, you know, Doug Russell. I did have to work a little bit harder for mine. Uh, but I did get it, and I'm happy about that. Yeah. And uh, you can find us on Twitter as well. We'll continue on with the Palermo's postgame show right after this on 97.3 The Game. Stay with us. Welcome back in on the Palermo's postgame show. Doug Russell and Armin Sarian for just a few more minutes here on 97.3 The Game. Let's go back out to Pfizer Forum. Chris Middleton has stepped up to the Zoom podium. On the bench throughout this entire game and just his presence, what it means to this team. His presence means a lot. Um, two-time MVP, uh, future Hall of Famer. So 
uh, when he speaks, he listens. We listen. Um, when he's around, uh, we love it. Um, he has so much knowledge. Um, he's been through a lot. Um, you know, I, it's hard. I mean, for him to sit out in one of the biggest, you know, playoff series of his career. Um, but you know, he's you just gotta find a way to deal with deal with it. We all do. Um, I know he's itching to get back out there. I know he's trying to play the other night. I know he's trying to play tonight. Um, but right now, he's just got to try to take care of himself the best way he can um, so he could get back out there. Time for one more to Vinny Goodwill. Hey, Chris, the other night, uh, or maybe a few nights ago, Bobby had mentioned, you know, players can be this, their size can be measured and all these other different tangible things, but you can't measure their heart. He was talking about you. How much of that can be applied to him as far as the measurables? You can't really determine his full value until you actually see him out there playing with the energy and some of the other things that he's picked up on. You can't. I mean, uh, he's a guy that wears, wears his heart on his, on his sleeve. Um, you can see it every night. Um, you know, it's crazy. He didn't play much in the Brooklyn series. Um, he was disappointed. Um, but he didn't so complain about it or whatnot. He stayed locked in and stayed ready. He's had a huge impact in this series so far. Um, that just shows you the type of character character guy he is and, you know, what he's all about. He's all about winning um, and, and working and staying, you know, ready for whenever his time, is, his moment comes. All right. Thanks, Chris. Nice. All right. There you go. Chris Middleton for a couple of minutes at the Zoom podium. Uh, Middleton tonight for the victorious Bucks. 10 of 20 from the field, 2 of 6 from beyond the arc, finished with 26 big points. The Bucks needed not only those points, but you brought it up earlier, uh, Armin, the 13 rebounds. You don't have Giannis. You Absolutely. don't have the top rebounder in the NBA playoffs available to you. You needed guys to pick up the slack, and Chris Middleton did that tonight. Yeah, I don't want to say he's an underrated rebounder because maybe people are aware of his rebounding ability, but Chris is the, you know, a great rebounder. He's always near he's either second or third on his human rebounds, and the Bucks needed that tonight, and they really got it. Chris did a great job tonight on both ends. He had a great floor game. Um, he didn't shoot great from three, but he was good enough. Two for six is fine. I'll take that. Yeah, you'll take it. I mean, you're, you're, you know, you're one away from 30% and 10 for 20, so he's making his shots when he needs to. And uh, he had eight assists as well. So Chris Middleton did what the Bucks needed him to do. Now, they're going to need it again. I mean, that, the thing about a game like this without Giannis is, yes, this team is good enough to win without Giannis. We knew that. And we saw it tonight. But they need all their guys to play well. I think everyone's got to do their thing. You, you need that again. You need that one more time, so uh, hopefully we'll get it. But it's it's on everybody now. It's a collective effort, and I think with that spirit, you know, you you see that these guys feel it and they embrace it in that sense. You know, you, when it's time to do it, Giannis is out. All right, let's embrace that that spirit of we all have to be in this together. We all have to play our part, and that's what happened tonight. So. Let's see if they can get one more, Doug. It'd be nice if they could get it in six, but I don't want to be greedy about it. Yeah, I think I said uh, Sunday night was game six. It's actually Saturday night. Saturday night, is yes. game six back at State Farm Arena in Atlanta. It's a 7.30 tip-off uh, here in Milwaukee. And then if there is a game seven, it'll be Monday night, July 5th, Pfizer Forum, 7.30 tip-off. And if they win, just don't expect much productivity on Tuesday. No, it'll be... When everybody's coming uh, back from the holiday weekend. As the kids say, it'll be lit. It, right. It'll it will be, be absolutely lit. I, I think, you know, I, I I don't know if Mayor Barrett and or Governor Evers listen to this show. I suspect they probably do, because why wouldn't they? Sure, of course. So yeah, I'm just extrapolating out. If there is a Game 7, we all hope this ends in 6. But if there is a Game 7 to our community leaders, uh, can you can you float us a, a, an extra day on the 6th? You know, just to kind of come, come down from it all. I like that. There you go. Not Again, bad. you know, I, I don't know for a fact that the mayor and the governor are listening, but they, I, I'm, I'm sure they probably are. They've got to be. What else would they be doing right now? Right. That's my, that's my thought. Exactly. Doug. That's my thought. Especially like I know Governor Evers is in Madison and you have to listen to us on the iHeartRadio app, but the iHeartRadio app is available to you. Oh, and I'm sure. That's he, all I'm saying. I, I'm sure he's got it and he's listening to us. <laughs> Doug, I don't know about you. I, and I don't, I'm not, this isn't to be negative about game six. This just has a feel that it's going seven. This is just my opinion. I hope I'm wrong, obviously. Sure. I just get the sense that that the Hawks can hold home court and this is going seven. I hope I, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't know. What what do you think about that? Um, again, if I had a feel of the sense of this whole series, I might have a better answer for you. But this has been such a weird, topsy turvy. One team plays well, one team plays like crap. Series 
It's been going on for the first five games of this whole thing. The the Hawks came out awful tonight. The Bucks took advantage, and then they kind of righted the ship. And this was the most normal game that we've seen yeah. so far in the series. That's a good point. I just don't have a good sense of it because, like you said, this isn't a two-team series. This is a four-team series. Good Bucks, bad Bucks, good Hawks, bad Hawks. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I hope... It, Listen for 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 your cardiologist and mine, and everyone else's list. You know everybody else's cardiologist out there. Let's just hope it ends in six, and there's not the uh, three hour heart attack like you said on on uh, Monday night. Real quick, and I want to sneak in one more call. We got Mike in River Falls, but I have another question for you. This is on my mind, kind of. If you can get a thirty percent Giannis, do you want any no. sort of Giannis no. out there? No, thirty. No. I mean, just I'm just saying any Giannis. You don't want any type. Of, yeah. You say 30%? Like, if he can get on the court, do you want him on the court? Or, like, does he have to be at a certain level to be effective for this team? You want him to be at, like, 60%, right? At, I mean, I would probably think. more. I would probably want a 75% Giannis, at least. I mean, this is the biggest asset this organization yeah. has maybe ever had, maybe aside from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Well, from that aspect, not obviously, you want to protect that. But, I mean, also from a productivity standpoint, at what point is there diminishing returns? I well, mean, it's not thirty percent. I know that, right? Like, if you can, when at what point we, we know Giannis is a great player, but if he's too hurt to help this team, I guess because he's going to try and get out there. That's my thought process. Uh, maybe not next game. Maybe not even game seven. But I don't. You know, uh, I I hope that the doctors are honest with him. I, I'm sure they will be, and I hope that he listens to the medical advice. And I hope that what Mike Budenholzer said yesterday, and I don't have any reason to believe that it's not true. But what he said yesterday after news of his diagnosis came out, no structural damage, Yeah, they will follow the doctor's advice and do what's best for Giannis's health. Yeah, oh, I, I believe that, too. So I also believe he'll want to be out there, so you got to play it smart, you know. Right, and not that I don't want Giannis out there, because obviously you do. Of course. But 30%, absolutely not. Yeah, That's not even be, a question. The threshold's got to be much higher, right? Much, I, yeah. much higher. Much, much higher. Let's go to Mike in River Falls. Mike, you're on the Palermo's postgame show on 97.3 The Game. What's up, fellas? Yeah, I've asked for a better uh, game plan tonight. Uh, the way they came out, uh, we we knew the the role guys would step it up and play a lot better at home. And the, the X factor we talked about was Bobby Portis, and he actually delivered. Uh, that's the old school Brooke Lopez. He played like the all-star dominant uh, Nets Lopez. That's the guy we're probably going to need because I'm, I'm looking at it like, Giannis is probably not going to be back for this series, uh, maybe even the playoffs, because they got to approach it like he's probably not going to be back for the rest of this series at least. I agree. Uh, I agree. I think uh, at this point, these guys got to step it up. They showed on paper they have the better talent. Middleton is obviously a stud, an all-star. Lopez, like we mentioned, Holiday's an all-star. So they're uh, first-team all-defensive uh, type of guy. And then we got a legit guy like Bobby Portis. I'd like to see a little more production off the bench. But when the, when the starters are playing like this, uh, really, I don't think Atlanta's going to be able to hang with them. So uh, I thought this was going to probably be seven. Um, Atlanta, if they can pull one off, I'd love to see this finish in six. I just don't have a good feel in Atlanta with that crowd. So it's going to probably have to come back to the Pfizer for game seven. And they showed, look, be aggressive, attack them. Atlanta has no answer for our bigs. So that's probably got to be the, the game plan for Bud. No, no three, uh, limit the three-ball shooting and just go at them because you see they, they've exposed the, uh, the Hawks' uh, Defense big net Collins, Capella, uh, they really can't stop anybody. So don't you think if that should be the game plan? Because the three ball, I don't think is, is falling for them. you got to get away from that and go, go back to your bread and butter. I want to get your thoughts on that. And uh, a great win tonight. And uh, I hope it ends to, in Saturday night. But I, I fear we're probably going to have to go game plan. Thanks for the call, Mike. I appreciate it. I'm not going to write off Clint Capella just yet. Uh, I, look, no, he's I, had good games and bad games. Yeah, the, same with Collins, I think. Right, and, and tonight wasn't a good game. Right, for Clint right. Capella, it wasn't a good game for John Collins. If the opportunity is there and the execution is there on the Buck side from Brooke Lopez and from Bobby Portis to attack those two guys, if that opportunity is there, like it was tonight, do you go for it? Absolutely. Yeah. But again, you Atlanta's not always going to get off to this kind of slow start, and. Yeah. If Trey Young is able to come back in Game Six and help them, remember Atlanta was without their best player too. So I, I, I like the game plan tonight. I like the aggressiveness, and I, I like the fact that the Bucks never really truly let the Hawks back into the game once right. they got up big in the first quarter. And it's just all pedal, no, no breaks. And you all gas, no breaks. You don't necessarily, 
you can't necessarily carry one game from them. Every game is its own life form, especially in this series. In this series, especially. So, will they win? In, will, they, will they win in six? We hope. Will it go seven? I don't no, know. I mean, that's why I don't make predictions. I hate right. making predictions. I, I'm kind of the same way. <laughs> six. We're going to win in six. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, All right. Okay. All right. BJ says six. All right. Thanks, Brandon. Six. Pre- We're going to win in six. <laughs> Appreciate that. We're going to take a quick time out, come back, I give you some final thoughts uh, here on the Palermo's postgame show. I'm Doug Russell with Armin Sarian. Still time to get in some texts and your calls at 414-799-1973 on the PellaWI.com talk and text line. It's the Palermo's postgame show on 97.3 The Game. Cheryl Crow was in the house tonight at Pfizer Forum, but she did tweet out during the game, so obviously they were watching oh. it. Oh, she's into it. She's Fif- been watching a lot. Fif- no, go ahead. And Middleton's her favorite player, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, 55 minutes ago, Cheryl Crow tweeting out, this is why the Crows love the Bucks. They played their hearts out tonight. Hashtag fear the deer. Hashtag go Bucks. Hashtag Bucks. Can we get Cheryl Crow? Well, she's in Nashville. Yeah. Can we get her to game six? Or should we just... Well, I don't want to say wait because I, I hope Game 7 never happens. I hope Game 7 never happens. But if, if either, Game 7 but... does happen, she's got to be there. I agree. Cheryl Crow's got to be there. And according to Unnamed in the 7-0-whatever, they need to have shirts and towels, right, Doug? <laughs> so we got a couple of texts on the talking text slide. People apparently tweaked that. Ron, Bucks... it was Ron. It was Ron. 414 Ron. Disappoint. Okay. And wait, we had two people. Yeah, two people. 707 Unnamed and Ron. I, I come on, man. I understand how cool it is to get a free giveaway at a game, but I can't imagine a three dollar Chotsky shirt after a game like tonight. That's the thing that's in your craw. <laughs> you didn't get a free Gruber T shirt, right? Hey, man, they I, probably have some extras down underneath the stands if you really want one. I've accumulated so many of those towels, Doug, over the years. <laughs> what do you do with them? Yeah, you, you're not going to put them out in the guest bathroom. <laughs> you, you, you can't. Dry, you can dry your hands with them, I guess. If you're like in well, college, yeah, yeah. if you're a bachelor and you have your apartment, you use them and like you're running out of towels and man got, cave, maybe. Yeah, you know, little. I mean, I don't know. I, I they're good rags, I guess for. Wiping your shoes and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm leafing through uh, Cheryl Crow's timeline on Twitter. What is she? What is she all have? she's tweeting about is the Bucks. Oh, that's, she's into it. That's all she's tweeting about, which is cool. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, I am very simply at Doug Russell. Armin is very simply at Armin Sarian. Uh, Kevin tweets to both of us. Put the final dagger in Atlanta in Game Six. Thanks, Kevin. Let's do it. Let's get that. Let's get that game six win then. Absolutely. Tim uh, Coulson tweets in to me. Great balanced attack. Lopez determined like he was Giannis on the court with Middleton, Portis, and Holiday playing lights out to put this one away. Just one more win away from the finals. Hashtag fear the deer. Thank you for that. Uh, again, you can hit us up on Twitter. Uh, Armin is at Armin Sarian. I am at Doug Russell. Or you can use the PellaWI.com talk and text line at 414-799-1973. The 213 writes Bucks and 6. It's a wrap for ATL in Game 6 in the 925, which I don't even know where that is. Uh, Bucks defense is winning this series from the 424. I don't know where that is either. The Bucks icing this series in six, and in that. Belgium rides Bucks in six for life. I love that everyone. But we're getting texts coming from all all parts. It's I really know. good. And and if, if if you're from like the four two four or the nine two five or the two one three, just give us a name and who. I mean, I'll give you yeah, credit for it, who you are. Exactly. I just want to know where you're. We just want to know where you're texting in from. I mean, I know we're worldwide on the iHeartMedia app, but uh, yeah, just 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 let us know. Uh, the postgame show, by the way, is sponsored by Palermo's. When you want pizza, you want Palermo's, made right here in Wisconsin for over 55 years. Palermo's delicious brands of frozen pizza include Primo Thin, Palermo's Neighborhood Pizzeria, Connie's Urban Pie, and Screamin' Sicilian. Palermo's, Wisconsin's hometown pizza, available at your local grocery stores, including Pick and Save, Sandix, Festival Foods, Piggly Wiggly, and Woodman's, and our freezer here in the break room. They restocked us. I'm telling you, I, I, like I said, that rising crust breakfast pizza 
it was an out of body experience this morning. It's it was so fantastic. Good. It's so good. And you know, I was uh, w- with the crossover. It was it was Bob and it was Ted, and they were at um, a Piggly Wiggly in Slinger today. And they were you could just hear them eating on the air like. Well, yeah, like we of course. Do, like we do on Fridays, guys. <laughs> I was not part of this, yes. so then I had to make one later uh, as I was uh, watching the game. I didn't eat all day, so it was like, do well, I we, feel guilty about crushing this whole thing? No, you shouldn't. And 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 I don't. We had long days. We've had long days. So it's yeah, been, but these days are so these much. These are the best days. Fun. I know. Don't get me wrong. These are still the best days. Yeah, I love you, it. Yeah, and you're in like three hours before I am. Uh, yeah, well, every fine. day as well. Uh, any any final thoughts on Game Five? The Bucks coming away with a one twenty three one twelve win. The guys who you needed to step up in Giannis's stead did. Yeah, they needed to get out to a fast start, and they did. That's those are my takeaways. I guess my my final thought is, you know, I don't know if they're going to win this series. I can't tell the future. They're they're in good shape, better than the Hawks right now. Obviously, up three two. I don't know if they're going to win this series. But I know I you, you can't question this team's pride, heart, guts. They brought it tonight, okay, and that was something people were questioning after Game Four mm. because when when it was set up for them, they came out listless. They came out flat. You can't tell me this team's got no heart. They showed it tonight. They showed the passion. They showed the energy. They showed that they can come together and and give you intangibles. Now it doesn't mean they're going to guarantee doesn't guarantee anything. They still have to win one more game. Doesn't guarantee it. But that's the thing that was telling for me. I wanted to see them get up off the mat and 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 give that heart and that soul and that fight, and they did it tonight. Right from the start, and that was huge. So, Yeah, I think that, that's what impressed me. That's my takeaway. So. Absolutely. And, look, game six is back in Atlanta. You expect Trey Young to probably at least try to play. Bogdanovich is going to Bogdanovich, and tonight he had 28 points. He he tried to will them back to a victory. He you know hit seven three pointers, and that's not insignificant. This was never a blowout, although it started out kind of that way, and then Atlanta righted the ship. But the Bucks had enough to hang on. The home crowd helped lift them over the edge, and again, the guys that had to step up, step up, stepped up, and that's what they're going to need in Game Six and a potential Game Seven and a potential series against the Suns as well. And somewhere Thanasis just got another foul. <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> yeah. I love it. You're probably right. He was wearing the Orange Zoom Freak 3s tonight, the new Giannis shoes. I love it. Well, Giannis can't wear them. Right. I mean, he can, but he's you know, well, yeah, can't, he can. not in the game. So, yeah, Thanasis, is, he's got to represent for the for, for the family. Don't discount Giannis's presence either. And he didn't have crutches or anything. No, I know. I was expecting crutches. I was expecting something. I just need the you know, boot, you know. Need to... He needs to rest. Right, I got it. Rest that knee, young man. Harmon, this was fun. It was fantastic, Doug, and I hope they're all like this. After a win, feeling good. So it's much easier talking about a win than it is a loss. You and Tim were the the loss combo kind of thing, right? Well, I've been here for every game, so I'm blaming I'm just blaming Tim. All right. (laughs) Everyone else is undefeated. Wait, am I on Saturday with you? I don't even know. I think it's I think it's Billy. All right, well, let's confirm know. that. I'll, I'll if look they're at down the at halftime, I'll try and make it in. <laughs> yeah, come on in. You know, we'll make, Look, if they're up, everybody should come in and we'll have a party. How yeah. about that? I don't know how Laura's going to feel about that, but hey, whatever. Bring her. Bring Laura. She'll take one for the, for the team, for the culture. There you go. Bucks and six for the culture. By the way, are we buying our banana shirts? Because I said if the Bucks win, we have to buy the banana shirt that okay. Ted was wearing. All right, I'm, I'm in for a banana shirt. That and I want a Bobby Porter statue now. Oh, a statue. I think he earned it tonight. Well, okay. maybe not yet, but he's getting close. You know, Kareem doesn't even have a statue. I, I know, that's true. Mrs. Pettit doesn't have a statue. She should actually. She, she should have one. Oh, she should. Jane should have one. She absolutely yeah. should. I agree. Yeah. 100%. All right, that'll do it for the Palermo's postgame show. For Armin Sarian, I'm Doug Russell. Once again, your final score, Bucks 123, Hawks 112 in Game 5. Game 6 is Saturday night. We will talk to you then on the Palermo's postgame show. Right here on 97.3 The Game. Have a great night. All right, that was our post-game show on 97.3 The Game, the Palermo's post-game show, if you will. And you can catch me after each and every Bucks game from here on out the rest of the way. Right after the game is over, after the final horn sounds, just come on over to 97.3 The Game, and uh, you can... 
be part of the show. You can call in. You can text in. You can just listen. You can bask in the glory of another Bucks victory, hoping that there are five Bucks victories left. I'd love this series to end in six. Get everybody rested up because that's what the Phoenix Suns are doing right now. They wrap things up against the L.A. Clippers, and now they're just watching at home, resting up those sore muscles for the opening of the NBA Finals, which starts irrespective of when the Eastern Conference Finals ends. It starts on July 8th. So if the Bucks can wrap this thing up in six, that would be great. If it has to go to seven, okay, at least it's in Milwaukee, back at Pfizer Forum. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. By the way, I know it might not indicate it on your screen when you look at this. I think we had a couple of double posts, and I uh, I think I posted the trailer twice. So this might look like it's show 104. This is actually show number 100 of the Doug Russell podcast. 100 original-ish shows. Uh, sometimes we go back and you know do something that uh, we did on the radio, and sometimes we have a look back, and sometimes we don't. But this was one of those shows where it's just immediate. I wanted you to listen, to, or have a chance anyway, to listen to the post-game show on your way to work, or, or if you're driving around on Friday afternoon, you're doing something or whatever, and you want to bask in some Bucks talk. Uh, wanted to give you the opportunity to do that. But this is our 100th show, and I'm pretty stoked about that, because we started this back in September. It was started as a way for me to just just kind of scratch my creative itch, if you will, because I hadn't had a radio show in a while. Now that I'm back on the radio on a fairly regular basis, uh, I don't have the itch to scratch as much as I did, but I still love doing this podcast because I can do a million different things with it, and it's not confined to just the radio show or a radio clock or a radio format. There is no real format to the podcast genre. And that's one of the things that I love about it. It's one of the things that has kept me going and wanting to do this podcast, even though I haven't always had the quote-unquote bandwidth to do a lot of these shows uh, because sometimes work gets busy and, um, you know, you got to prioritize. And uh, like I said, as much as I love doing this podcast, uh, sometimes you don't always get the chance to do and sit down and, and create something original. But man, oh man, I love doing it. And I'm so grateful for all of you for downloading the show uh, time after time after time, uh, the many thousands of um, downloads that we have gotten since we started this, again, 100 shows ago in September. As always, you can find us on our socials, at uh, Doug Russell Pod on both Twitter and on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us uh, pretty much anywhere you uh, find your podcasts. But for all of our shows, you can download all 100 If you've got the gumption to do it, uh, www.dougrusselpod.com, www.dougrusselpod.com. I hope the next show that we're talking about is about the Milwaukee Bucks going to their first NBA Finals in 47 years. And And it would be just the third time in the history of the franchise that they will have gotten that far as well. They haven't won it all in 50 years, but first things first. But uh, And again, I don't know what the future holds for Giannis Adetokounmpo. Uh, all I know is that there's no structural damage, and that's the best news possible after that just scary, scary injury in Atlanta on Tuesday night during Game 4. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the show. Hope everybody is still basking in the glow of a big Bucks victory, and hopefully they've got one more against the Atlanta Hawks coming up either on Saturday night or perhaps, if necessary, on Monday night if Saturday night doesn't work out. Either way, we'll talk to you next time right here on the Doug Russell Podcast. <laughs>